right, guys. Starting the podcast a little bit differently today. Honestly, we had a different podcast episode planned for this week, but in the wake of everything that's been happening with Roe v. Wade being overturned, I just felt like there was something different on my heart that I wanted to share. I first want to start by saying I am devastated by everything that has been happening. The impact that this has on women is so disheartening and it makes me feel like we're taking 10 steps back and I am very scared, although I don't want to be scared, but just being honest of what could be happening in the future with other rights and I urge everybody to take the steps that they can to protect themselves. I also cannot get over how sad it is that this is so disproportionately affecting women of color, women that cannot travel, and women that are in poverty. It just feels so incredibly unfair. I wish I had the answer of, you know, what exactly to do. And I've thought about it a lot as someone that has a platform And I think the best thing that I can continue to do is share the resources that feel helpful, but also encourage everybody to do what we can to really make a difference and vote, especially being here in Texas. I know that's a main focus that I'm going to have because that's where we can really make a difference. But I also urge all of you guys to really take care of your mental health too, because this is really hard. I know that Seems Like Diet Culture is a podcast that speaks about nutrition and wellness trends. And if you're new to this podcast, this isn't my typical intro or what I'm saying, but I also feel like anybody that follows me on Instagram or listens on here knows that the number one thing that I stand for is bodily autonomy. When you think about being able to achieve a healthy relationship with food and exercise and body image, Bodily autonomy is at the core of that because it it says that you are allowed to make a choice for yourself and what feels the best for you, which we should all be given that choice. And when I was thinking about this today and reflecting on this topic, it really made me think about how much society's standards in all areas, but especially on women's looks, affect women in the day-to-day. And I felt like with everything going on, this is the perfect podcast episode for this week. And if you've never listened to the show, every week we go through topics around nutrition, wellness, trends, influencers, all of those different things. And speak about how ridden in diet culture it is. And the other day, I was posting something on my Instagram, actually. And it was how ridden was something diet culture is, or what was I saying in the question box? It basically asked, what's something that people say is healthy, but it really is diet culture? And I put something up that was similar along the lines of, you know, men judging women's bodies or something like that. And people said... 
in the, my DMs, well, this isn't diet culture. This is a societal standard. And it got me thinking about how there's this fine line between what is diet culture and what's a societal standard. And also, are they actually so different or are they completely intertwined? Because societal standards are definitely informed by diet culture and diet culture is 1000% informed by societal standards. So I'm not saying the two are one and the same, but I think the interaction between them is so strong that you can argue that they really come into play in so many of these podcasts that we speak about and so many of these topics. I will admit that I typically put a ton of work into these episodes. I hope that that comes through when you're listening to them and we really deep dive into studying and getting the research. But today, I really just want this to be a conversation between friends, like a FaceTime call. You know, this stuff has affected me a lot and I don't have all the answers. And even what we're going to be talking about today is still something that I know that I am subject to as well. And as a dietitian, I always want to come to you with an educated opinion and tips. But sometimes it's important to just say, I don't have every answer, but I want to talk with you guys about it. I want to be real about how much this affects women and how much this affects us in so many different areas. And so as we go through this, I hope that that sincerity and that realness just really comes through and that you can feel comforted in that we're just two girlfriends having a conversation today about something that is really freaking tough. So I want to go into the topic more now and really discuss this whole idea of the standards that women have put on their body. And this isn't just in terms of body image. This is in terms of our looks as well. And I was really thinking about it and I thought to myself, okay, but who enforces these standards, right? Is it men? Is it women? Is it society? Is it a combination of all of them? And I do believe that there's a combination of all of these different elements that influence these standards that we have. But there were a lot of thoughts that started to come up for me around the relationship of the standards that men set for women and the decisions they feel like they should make. And I do want to mention that I'm going to be speaking in male versus female or women versus men, but I 100% acknowledge that this conversation can span all genders and all sexes. And I know each person has their own very unique experience, so I can't cover every single element of that, but I would not want to leave that out of the conversation. What I was thinking about with these standards that are often set by men is how it feels like it spans every single area, right? There's opinions about our bodies There's opinions about our clothes. There's opinions about makeup we wear. There's opinions about our hair color. There's opinions about how bold we are or if we're not bold enough and how much skin we show and how much skin we don't show and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Also, you may have just heard my stomach rumble, so I'm sorry if you did. It's so weird how there's never a time as a woman where you feel like you're good enough. And yes, I know that there are preferences that people can have in terms of, 
you know, I like blonde hair or I really am into tall girls or whatever it is, right? And yes, I also know that women have preferences for men and that there are also standards that men endure. But we're mostly in this conversation going to be talking about and acknowledging women and also talking about this outside of just preferences too. Why I say this is because when you're a woman, it feels like men are so vocal about the things that they don't feel like are good enough about you. So there's one guy that will tell you that they want you to be skinnier. And then the next guy wants a girl that looks like Kim K. And then the next guy says that he doesn't like bulky girls. So he doesn't want them going to the gym. And then the next guy says that he doesn't like girls that don't work out or that do work out. So he doesn't want you to go to the gym. And then it goes into the other area, right? Oh, I don't want my girl to dress too provocatively, but also not too modestly. Oh, I don't want her to wear too much makeup, but I don't want her to not wear any makeup at all because then she doesn't look good. Oh, I don't want her to, you know, wear these type of swimsuits around men, but also I want her to be able to wear this stuff for me, right? It just goes on and on and on and on and it's so exhausting and it also feels like there's constantly contradictions right I'm sure we've all seen this before but it's this whole thing about how men don't like women that wear that much makeup I can't even tell you how much it irks me in comments on TikTok and Instagram especially on women that do makeup tutorials how guys will say stuff like this is why I have trust issues like one wipe and it takes it all away and it's just so gross and yet the funny thing is is the girls that they think that aren't wearing makeup and the girls that they think don't have work done and that are all natural are literally the same women that are wearing makeup they're just celebrities so they don't recognize that or they're Instagram models or they have Photoshop and it's like these standards that they have set. They don't even know what they mean. They just want this woman that looks this certain way. And it almost feels in a way like, of course, we have the choice to be whoever we want as women. We don't need to cater to the male gaze. But so much of society, and we especially freaking see this now, sorry, that was a little bit much, but says that men are better than women, that they're superior to us, that they should be able to make our decisions for us. And so when that's the case, we from such a young age believe not only from society, but also from the men around us and how many of them can treat us, that we are not good enough unless we are catering to the male gaze, unless we are being accepted by them. I feel like we've all gone through this process. I shouldn't say all of us, but I know at least I can speak for myself. I went through this process. I have struggled so much with catering to the male gaze and feeling like so much of my worth came from that. As someone that struggled with sexual assault from a really young age and sexual abuse when I was older, I had this feeling like, well, what, what is my worth? Because this is what men have told me my worth is. And so what is my worth outside of that? It's not like I'm smart enough. 
It's not like I'm, you know, pretty enough. It's not like I'm this or that or this. And that's just, I know that I'm very privileged and very blessed in so many ways with how I look. And I've had a much easier time navigating life than many people that are disproportionately affected by not looking a certain way that society accepts. But that's just me being vulnerable with you guys and not me trying to discount that. It's really hard to feel like there are these standards that are impossible to meet, and yet simultaneously we all want to meet them. I feel sometimes exhausted by scrolling through Instagram and TikTok and noticing how so much of the time there can be some man there just recording, right? Like he's just standing there recording him doing his thing. And the comments will be just like hyping him up. You know, men are hyping him up. Women are hyping it up. Like, I love that. Like, let's be positive. Let's not bring people down. It's so rare that I see a negative comment. Whether it's a man that's in a larger body or a man that's in a smaller body or if he's tall or if he's short, he's still getting that positive reinforcement. I cannot tell you how few videos I have ever seen of a woman that has, you know, gained a lot of traction on a video that shows her body that doesn't have some type of comment on it. Honestly, think about it. How often is there some man in there saying, oh, well, it makes sense that you would wear something like that because you're just a slut. Or, wow, maybe you should show a little bit more skin. You must be fun at parties. Or saying something awful about their body. I mean, I've had men comment on my Instagram before when I've posted a bloating picture about how, you know, oh, wow, like, that's not normal to look like that. You're disgusting. And think about how that is for me. Like, I look at that and, like, you're literally so embarrassing that you would even say that. It doesn't affect me personally because it's so ridiculous and it's a projection. And also, I recognize again, that they are so, so skewed in their mindset if they're saying something like that. But the fact that this is happening on other people's accounts is just so unfair. There was a TikTok that I actually came across from Remy Bader. I hope I'm saying her last name right. And if you guys don't know her, she's someone that, she's a really fun influencer to follow on TikTok and on Instagram as well, but she posts a lot on TikTok, and she went on this retreat, and this retreat was like an influencer event. They had a lot of influencers, including her. I think maybe like 10, 12, something like that. I don't know why I'm getting into the specifics, but they were going to go on a horseback riding thing, and she even asked beforehand, hey, like, I just want to make sure that this will be fine for me, and with a weight, like, cap. And she went to the activity and they literally told her, you're not allowed to ride. You exceed the weight limit. 
And obviously that's challenging enough, especially because I don't believe the other women that were there with her ended up not going. I believe they went, which who knows? I mean, it's a brand thing, so they could have made them go. I'm not trying to get and say, like, put down other women. I'm just saying that would be really hard. And obviously that's already crappy enough, right? So she went to her TikTok and she said, you know, I'm just really disappointed. I would have just really have liked to known to have known beforehand that I couldn't go. You know, they knew I was coming. They knew who I was. So then there was this guy that worked there that made a TikTok basically somewhere along the lines of calling her a fat B word or something like that and saying, you know, basically implying that she needed to lose weight in order to go. And Remy looks amazing. And it wouldn't matter what, I mean, it doesn't matter if she looks amazing or not. I just mean, like, she is stunning. She is confident in her body. She is at a place that feels good for her. And also, she's opened up about her struggles with food and with her body image, even while being this really amazing resource for other people. And yet, some man comes in and has to comment on her body. Why? What makes him feel like he has the authority to make a video like that? What makes men feel like they have the authority to tell us what we can and cannot do, can and cannot wear with our bodies? It's just unfathomable to me sometimes. I've been in relationships like this before, never long ones, (laughs) where you feel like you're constantly in the wrong for just how you are. And it's so painful to feel like it's never good enough for a man but even for society. And I just want to acknowledge this and give us all space to process these feelings. Because navigating a world where we're receiving constant judgment is not easy. And I don't think that we give ourselves enough credit for what that feels like. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit that every single time we go outside and on a walk or downtown or to pump gas, we have to think about how appropriate our outfit is for that in order to not give get comments. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for having to think constantly about is this shirt too low cut? I know that I don't struggle with this, but I know my friend with are my friends with bigger breasts constantly have to think about, am I going to be sexualized just because I'm wearing a shirt and I have bigger boobs? I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for the fact that, yes, we all want to dress for women and be confident in ourselves, but even when we do that, we have to handle comments from men 
telling us if it's too little or too much. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for the fact that we constantly have to hear crap about our makeup and if it's too much or if it's too little and if our beauty procedures are too much and if they're so extra and yet also be judged if we don't fit those standards that men expect for us. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for having to exist in a world that tells us that these standards are the way to be loved and accepted and to find a partner. And yet the same standards that we're supposed to be hitting are ones that are often unattainable and also require bodily autonomy that in many areas we don't seem to get anymore. My cat is upset about it too, if you can hear him crying outside. I feel like it's hard to put out a podcast like this because in some ways it makes me feel really vulnerable to talk about a topic that could come across as me being judgmental or as me not being an expert or as, I don't know, negative even. It's not my typical fun, like happy tone that I really like to take with things, even when talking about topics that are really serious. But sometimes enough is enough. And with diet culture, as well as society standards, I feel tired this week. And I think sometimes we just need to give ourselves the space to feel tired. I know and acknowledge that when I have this conversation, it is 100% not all men, right? Yes, there are men that do not force these standards and don't make hurtful comments and, you know, aren't always judging women and are very supportive, right? I get it. But also there are a lot of men that still do. And I just want you guys to sit and think for a second. How often the choices that you feel like you need to make around food, exercise, and body image are underlined or have an underlying motivation of having to be attractive for a man. I can't even tell you how many women come to me to work and live unrestricted, to work with me and live unrestricted, that will tell me that their eating disorder and disordered eating started from a a manipulative partner or from a partner that told them they needed to look a certain way or body shamed them. It's heartbreaking, literally heartbreaking. If we didn't speak about the role of this within eating disorders and disordered eating, we would be missing an entire piece of the puzzle. I know it's not always fun to think about. It's not something that I always think about or that I'm always excited to talk about. But it's important. And I don't know 
if I had all the right words in this episode or said all the right things. I never wanted to be hurtful with the words that I shared here, but I also know that sometimes the messages that are the most controversial and even not the most spoken about can be the most important. Because when you think about how women started to get rights years and years ago, it was people speaking up. It was people saying this isn't acceptable anymore. And it was those type of trailblazers that helped to move these movements forward. And I'm not saying that I am one of these trailblazers. Obviously, I want to do everything I can to be one of those women. But I just am saying that that's what I think about whenever I have that second guess moment of should I be speaking about these things? Is this the right thing to say? Are people going to resonate with this? I hope that even one person resonated with this and it felt today not empowering because as I heard from Hear Me Finance was if you need an amazing woman to follow around finance, she is the one. She's so awesome. Same with Chloe of Deeper Than Money. I love her too. But Hear Hear Me Finance says, I don't think that we need to say that we're empowered because to be empowered means that we didn't have power in the first place. And especially when we're talking about women, I think women are powerful as is. Mike freaking drop. I mean, dang. So I don't hope that this conversation leaves you feeling empowered, but I hope it leaves you with realizations. I hope it leaves you with comfort. I hope if anything, it can just be validating and the experiences that you may have experienced within your life as a woman or as someone that identifies as a woman. (sighs) How do you even end something like this? You know, there's just not much that you can say to close out a conversation that doesn't feel like it has a real end or the takeaway tips that I love to give. But I guess my takeaway tip that I would say is take care of yourself this week and moving forward. Remember to take time to step away and to preserve your own mental health because we can only help others to the fullest extent if we are healthy ourselves, mentally, physically, emotionally. And I am here to chat. I would love to know if you enjoyed this episode. It would mean the world to me. It always does, but especially with something like this. And I'm really excited to continue this conversation, but also, of course, to chat with you guys next week, like we always do. And there was something else that I was going to say that I cannot seem to remember now. So I'll guess I'll do the plug of I would love for you to rate and review the podcast if you have the time and if you would like to. It would mean a lot to me if you enjoy it, of course. (laughs) Just kidding. (sighs) And yeah, I think that is all that I have to say today. I love you guys so much. Oh, that's what it was. To be honest, I don't know how to give this one a rating. It feels a little bit too complex to put into words what a type of rating would this like this would be on a diet culture scale. So we're just going to leave it as undecided today. 
because that's I think what I have the mental brain power to do. Well, on that note, I love you guys again, times two. And I will see you here next week. Can't wait to chat again.